Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Just for Freedom Estate. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gitt and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, this is Leslie Gist, and I want to welcome Miss Penny Laura Beckham from Buffalo. She is from the Church of, she is the director of the Plate of Love Soup Kitchen, which is part of the State Tabernacle Church of God in Christ, located in Buffalo. Are you on the line, Miss Penny? Yes, I am. Great. Well, it is such an honor to talk to you. I've heard so many wonderful things about the work that you're doing in Buffalo. And let's begin by first um, you introducing yourself and making sure you give us your contact information so that people can um, uh, send donations and be charitable and maybe come out and volunteer with you and meet you and come visit your church. Yes. Well, first of all, Everyone calls me Penny, Penny Beckham, and I am the director of of Cold Spring. It's called Cold Spring Community Foundation Inc. And we have a we run a soup kitchen called the Plate of Love. We're located 34 Glenwood Avenue in Buffalo, New York 14208. We have our own 501c3. We are tax-exempt, and we're working to end hunger one plate at a time. So anyone who would love to uh, give a donation to help us in this ministry, um, you can send it to 234 Glenwood Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14208. Attention and make it out to Cold Spring Community Foundation. Wonderful. Now, tell us about the name, Plate of Love. That's a beautiful name. How did that name come about? Well, the name came about because originally we called ourselves um, State Tabernacle Soup Kitchen, and that was before we got our own 501c3. And um, the way with the with how we serve – First of all, let me say this. When we started this ministry, the Lord told me to not to give the people anything that I would not give to my family, mm-hmm. something that I wouldn't eat myself. Don't give it to them. So that's what we try to do. And everything we serve, everything we give, we give it out of love. And clients felt that. So they would get offended when we say soup kitchen because they said, that this is not a soup kitchen. So I told them, if you don't like 
the fact that we call ourselves a soup kitchen, then you give us a name. And the men, some a group of the men that was coming to the plate of love, they came up with the name. They came back to me and they said, we're going to call this the plate of love. And because um, of my belief in God, I put ministry on the end. So our name changed to the plate of love because of the men that uh, attend and come and we serve. Okay. And that's yeah. how we got the name. They came up with it. A beautiful story. Now, how long ago did you change the name to Plate of Love? Um, it's been it's been now about eight years. Okay. And tell us about how you started your ministry. Oh, well, this is beautiful to me because my grandparents. Uh, Mother and Father Brown, they are the founders of State Tabernacle, the church. And they purchased State Tabernacle back in the early 40s uh, at a time when um, there weren't many black people living on the in Cold Spring. That's what they called it then, Cold Spring. And there wasn't a lot of us living, let alone owning a church. And the Lord made a way for them to purchase the church. And what my grandparents would do, they would feed anybody, anybody that needed something to eat, no matter what walk of life, no matter who you were, if you needed something to eat, you would come by the church and they would feed you. And we had gotten away from that for many years. And then Missionary Boatwright Brown who's head of the missionary board at the church, decided that she would like to start up a soup kitchen once a month, the fourth Saturday in every month. That went on for so many months. Then the pastor said, well, if you're going to do it, let's do it every Saturday. And he asked the auxiliaries and units in the church, everyone take a Saturday. And that went on for maybe about a couple of years, and uh, some people got tired of doing it. And I volunteered with my cousin, Geneva Bell, and um, it just touched our heart. And we just decided that we would take it over because the pastor said at the end of April that they were going to shut it down until October because they wanted to work with the youth and do some other um, activities over the summer. But we had one gentleman that came. His name is Grady Lewis, and he let out a yell when I said we were going to close for those months. And at that time, it kind of startled me, so I went back to the pastor, and I told him, this man asked us not to close, not to stop for the summer. And the pastor said, well, if you can get someone to work with you, you can stay open. And that's when Geneva said, I will work with you. And from that moment on, we have been, by the grace of God, we've been growing this ministry. We started with under 10 people. And now we serve 150 
200 people, and we're only open for two hours twice a week. But that's how many people we serve. Wow, that's fascinating. Now, when did the minister threaten to close you down? What year was that? Was that, was that this year? Yeah, that was um, that was well, that was about nine, yeah, about nine years ago, when um, he and he was not going to shut it down totally. It was just for the summer months because the pastor wanted to um, go in another direction just for the summer, have a summer youth program and do some other things, right. and just close that and then reopen in October. But since uh, God blessed us to take over this ministry. We have been, we haven't been closed except for the pandemic. We had closed a couple of years ago in December, but we reopened in that May, and that was at the height of the pandemic. But generally, we don't even close for um, vacations. If someone has to take off, we just work around it. Because one thing about hunger, it doesn't take a day off. Wow, exactly right. Now, Miss Geneva, you mentioned Geneva. Who was she and how did your friendship and how did this all start? How did she get involved? Well, Geneva, Geneva, well, it's Geneva Brown now. And Geneva actually is my cousin. And she's a younger cousin. And Geneva loves to cook just like her grandmother, Geneva Bell. Um, And she just, said, you know, Penny, we can do this. So she would cook. She came in and she started cooking. I was serving. I was cleaning. I was ministering. And we were, we just worked together. And then after we um, did this for so many months, then one of the elders at the church, Elder Terry Wideman, who is a chef, he said that he wanted to join in. And then it was myself, Geneva, and Terry, you know, and then after that, uh, Timmy Peace came on board, and he, well, when we started out, let me say this, we started out only on Saturday, and the Saturdays were so successful until I wanted to open up one day during the week, so what I did is I asked the client, what day is some, you know, no other um say what day would be more needful for yeah. me to open up and they said Wednesdays because they can tell you what other um, kitchens is open during the week and they said that they needed someone to open up on a Wednesday so we decided to take Wednesday and Saturday and from there we've been we've been ministering in food for nine years now Wow, congratulations. And um, nine years, and who, uh, can you give me the names again of who are the chefs and the staff? Give us the name of the staff members. Well, when I started out, it it was uh, myself and Geneva. She was Belle then, and then the Lord blessed her to get married, so now she's Geneva Brown. And then we had Terry Weidman. Uh-huh. He was with us for. Then we had uh, Timmy Peace. He was a cook uh-huh. for a good while. 
Then we had a Nicole Shank, but now she's Nicole Mims. And um, now I have Cynthia Maxwell. And I have a line supervisor who works with me so diligently, and that's Cassandra Carter. Mm-hmm. I have a gentleman named J.R., and that's all I know, J.R. He's okay. been with me for a number of years. And my eldest brother, Louis Brown uh, Jr., he's been with me. All of these people have been with me for years. Well, what does that say years. about you as a leader and as a disciple? What does that say about you that you can attract a staff and keep them on board? What does that say? Well, you know what? I, I It says that I've been successful in my goal. My goal is to treat people the way I would want to be treated, mm-hmm. to give people what I would want to be given. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that. And because I tried to do that by the grace of God, that has allowed these people to be work with me for years. Even um, Terry Wyman, he has kind of retired from um, as a chef, but whenever I need him, he will he will come by. He will show up um, just like this coming Wednesday. Um, instead of doing, we don't do a Father's Day luncheon because every man that comes to the plate of love is not a father. So the mm-hmm. Lord gave me something different to do. What I do is a men celebration luncheon, mm-hmm. and that's going to be this Wednesday. And it's this Wednesday between 1130 and 130 at 234 Glenwood Avenue in Buffalo, New York. And um, Elder Terry Weidman and Cynthia Maxwell is the chef for the day. Okay. So, so you is even coming out. You you rotate the chefs? Cynthia is with me now and myself. I cook as well. I cook on Saturdays, and Cynthia cooks on Wednesdays. But now if I need some extra help or if something is planned, Terry jumped right in. He always jumped right in. Okay. Now, Grady, Grady Lewis, you mentioned him. He is the person that I interviewed um, some weeks ago about the massacre. And that's how your name came up during his interview. And um, he was telling me that you have the best food. He was -hmm. was listing the food. He had me so hungry. He said that you... (laughs) You serve macaroni and cheese and uh, potato salad. You know, he said you get down. Tell us about the soul food that you serve. Well, if you would allow me, when you mentioned Grady Lewis, um, I'm going to tell you, we could not do what we do without him. Because when I, we're also a part of the Food Bank of Western New York, and I don't get um half of what I kind of need the way that I serve the people, but I get great support from them. And when I order and they deliver, Grady is there, and he has been with me from the start. Grady brings all the products because when you get these supplies, they'll come and they drop them 
on, on, on the ground, more or less. You know, from the big trucks, they just, you know, put them to the ground. And you have to bring them in because we don't have a shipping uh, unit. Yeah, right. So we have to bring the product into the building. And Grady brings all of those products in in the um, in the building. And whenever I call him and tell him I need, I have a delivery coming, he's there. So that is, I can't say enough about Grady. And I'm sorry, but I forgot the second part of your question. Well, I can just envision everything you're telling me. I mean, it's a very vivid um, story that you're explaining. Um, I asked you, he was bragging about oh the food. food. He was <laughs> running down, you know, all the food that uh, that um, you serve on Saturdays, and he made me hungry. So I want to hear from yeah. you. What is it that you serve? Your patrons. Um, well, on Saturdays we do grits. We always love to do grits, grits, and we do eggs, and we do tater tots, and we do biscuits. And then I respect people who do not want to eat pork. So we do bacon, pork bacon. But then I also make sure I do a turkey meat, whether it's turkey sausage or whether it's turkey uh, bacon. Um, we have cereal, we have fruit, we have juice. Like I said, we have the biscuits. And then I even give them the little cups with uh, cheese because some people like cheese grits and some people like to put cheese on their eggs. So we mm-hmm. had that as well as jelly and and juice and water mm-hmm. and and fruit. So, right. yeah. Okay, that's Saturday. And on the weekend... <laughs> That's, that sounds delicious. I mean, it sounds like you treat them with so much dignity and respect and love, and it comes through. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I do that because that's how I was raised. And I think when my grandparents um, founded our church, that's what they did. They gave the best that they could, you know, of uh-huh. what they had. And that's what I, I want to be proud you know, godly proud of what I'm giving the people because they come back, you know, Mm -hmm. and they constantly, some of these people have been with me for years. I have elderly people. I have handicapped people. I have children. Um, The parents will send their children to come get breakfast on Saturdays, you know, and um, that's a testament. And that, assures me that we are on the right track. I try mm-hmm. to give them different meals. Um, even on the holidays, what we try to do is the only celebration, the only um, holiday meal some of the people get, I mean, a good, a really good holiday meal is when they come to the plate of love. So even on holidays, you, you have to get three or four meats we have. You know, we have fried chicken, uh, we have roast beef, we have ham, we have turkey, we have meatballs, you know, we have macaroni and cheese, and we do potato salad, and we do greens and yams right, and knows. cornbread. So we, those are some of the <laughs> things that we do for the people. That is wonderful. So uh, what scripture keeps you motivated and inspires you? Well, 
I'm happy you asked that because my favorite scripture is one that stuck with me from a childhood. And it's why I can do what I do. And that's for God so loved the world. That's everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That promise. And that's a love. That's love. And anything you do, if you don't do it out of love, you won't give it everything you got. You won't put your heart into it. But when you love what you do, you know, when you love what you do, to me it's not work. It's easy. You know, sure, I get tired. Sure, I do a lot of running. Sure, you know, it, it, it's a lot of work. But Yet it's not because I actually love, and not only I, the staff love what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, and everybody is, everybody that works, including myself, we're all volunteers. Not one of us get paid for what we do, and we've been doing this for years. As a matter of fact, we sow into the ministry. And every dime that um, people donate, 100% goes to feeding the people of God. Wow. Okay. So I read somewhere that your kitchen was expanding. Am I correct that you that you recently expanded or something of that nature? Oh, well, what we did do is um, – Along with the church, there's another group called um, Tabernacle Charities. That's another group. They have their own 501c32. And the three of us uh, got together, and we decided to renovate the kitchen and enlarge the kitchen, and we did that. We were able to – because the church does not charge us to be there. The church allows us to come in and do what we do. We're actually a separate entity, but the church allows us to operate out of the dining room, out of the kitchen. is a blessing. So it's only fitting, it's only right for us to share in that uh, renovation, and uh-huh. we did. As a matter of fact, it was our idea to do it. And by the grace of God, we did. Wow. That's another kudos. Big kudos to you. I mean, thank you. And how long ago was that that you expanded the kitchen? And what did you get? You know, how did did you get a new hood? Did you get oh yes? <laughs> well, before we did the total renovation, um, mm-hmm. our church, like I said, is an older church, and we had the older cabinets in, and actually the plate of love um, by themselves. We have purchased tables. Uh, steel tables for the kitchen, two sets of tables. Um, we have uh, ripped out the cabinets and put in a firewall. Uh, the, we've done that for the from the plate of love. And then when we did the joint venture, we bought a hand washing sink. We did um, a three full sink. You know, we have the uh, where you wash the dishes, you rinse, and then you sanitize a three-section sink. Um, We also ripped out some of the stairs that was going to the stage 
and we extended the kitchen. Um, we also put in new windows, new doors, and um, they did the flooring, and we did all of that. Okay. Now, as far as um, restaurant uh, kitchen equipment, did you um, do you need anything of that nature? Um, as a matter of list, fact, if you had a wish well, list, what would that be? My wish list is what we're doing now as a, a, a freezer, um, a, a two-door, another two-door commercial freezer or a slicer. That's my wish list, <laughs> a okay. new freezer or a slicer um, because we get the meat and a lot of things we do by hand. Okay. So that um, we need a hood for our stove. You know, things like that. That would be on my ultimate wish list. Oh, okay. Does it have to be brand new or would you take something refurbished? Um, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, I did, to be honest with you, I did put in um, a request for a grant for a new freezer, a two-door commercial freezer, and I should know uh, by July Okay. Whether or not um, that so has been approved. The size, do you have the dimensions? Do you, do you have? Well, I know it's like 50, at least, at least 50, 50, 54, 52. Okay. The All right. size, and it's a double door. Now that, um, the hood, right now we do have a hood, but because okay. we were grandfathered, um, mm-hmm. a hood really it should go from, the grill that we have all the way over to the fryer that we have. And it goes like three-fourths of the way. And you really need one stove and the fryer. So that's why we need a new hood. Okay. All right. Well, we, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that we have some listeners that uh, that will um, be some sort of angels and Help you get your wish list, yeah. but you are so proactive. You're already writing grants, and you, you know, you are not. <laughs> I'm trying. You're doing it. So you know, we, we got to um, tip our hat off to you. Now, with all your experience, have you thought about writing a book, a pamphlet, a how to a how to do um, or do it yourself soup kitchen? Have you thought about that, or do you give out workshops? Or you know, are you on YouTube teaching folks how how to go about? Because you have attained a whole lot of wisdom, and um, we need to to clone you, you know, <laughs> all over all over the country. Because um, an awesome awesome person, and um, your light shines all the way from Buffalo, and I'm in New Jersey, Northern New Jersey, and when oh, Greg spoke. When he spoke about you, he just lit up. I mean, his whole demeanor changed. And I said, I have to talk to this lady. You have to get me in contact with her. And he um, <laughs> he did so. Um, you know, have you thought about, um, you know? Well, well, to be honest with you, no, I haven't. However, I have had a number of individuals who mm-hmm. have come to um our kitchen and Mm -hmm. said that they wanted to start up a soup kitchen and they came and asked for advice. And I have gone to their 
churches. I have gone and, you know, and spoke to them and told them how to start it up and give them all the information that I can. I have no problem sharing because that's a problem. I have no problem. I, I learned when I was younger that a closed fist, nothing mm-hmm. can get out, but nothing can come in either. So right. information I can. And I've had numerous people come and ask, and I've given out as much help as I can. I've even helped start up a few, but um, I have no problem with that at all, sharing information, because we're better together. We're better together. That's obvious, because you mentioned that you were collaborating with two or three other, um, I guess, uh, soup kitchens. I'm trying to find a better word Mm -hmm. than a soup kitchen, but tell us about your collaboration. And then I'm going to let you go because I know you are a busy, busy woman. Well, we have um, a few collaborations. Uh, Love Love Kitchen is they're like uh, two streets over from us, and they wanted to start up, and they're open on the third and fourth Saturdays of the month. And mm-hmm. when they decided that they wanted to open up, the pastor's wife. And the director came over to meet with me, and I went over and I spoke to them. So we collaborate with them. Upper Room Church of God in Christ, they have a pantry there. And um, Mother Sylvia Edwards, um, a lady that she's gone on to glory now, but she has, I think she must have been, um, her pantry was open at least 25 years before I even really got started, it seemed like. But she taught us a lot, so I collaborated with them. We have a group in Buffalo called The Fathers, and that's from Deacon Leonard Lane has started it with other men, and they're community-minded men. And we collaborated with them, and um, they are out on the corners many times giving out food every week mm-hmm. and we support each other. So there's many groups that we have collaborated with. Um, we even ladies, let's be real. Uh, Patty's group. Um, we have worked with them as also um, knowing my work ministries that Felicia Lane and we work with all of these people uh-huh. and just helpers, helpers one to another. Okay. Now, you said pantry. Give us the difference between the pantry and the soup kitchen. Okay. Well, the pantries, when you go there, it's just like, to me, it's just like going to a store almost because uh-huh. you have the goods. You have canned goods. You may have meats. You have bread or whatever. And you can they give you a bag or a box. And then you can get the food and take it home and cook it. But with the kitchen, I don't even say soup kitchen, but with the kitchen, we prepare the food. Now, there's many times that um, we are we receive extra food. Many times uh, people donate to us. We'll give the clients that as well. But our main purpose is cook food. When they come in, they get a cooked a good cooked meal. I mean, from the meal to the drinks to dessert uh-huh. to a snack. 
Wow. And that's one is cooked food. One is they'll give you the groceries, and you can take the groceries home and prepare it yourself. Okay, okay. Because I know there's a place in Newark called the Will and Heart Community Care Center, Newark, New Jersey, and they um, give out the bags of of groceries. And there's like Mm -hmm. a so, and I guess that's the pantry. And then on one day a week, they'll um, serve food as well. Um, So, Mm -hmm. so you're involved with um, helping um, other churches and other um, civic-minded people start their pantries and their kitchens? Sure. Any, if anybody can, you know, if anyone needs help, and mm-hmm. if we can help them, we will. Wow. We will. Because, okay. we're, we, you know, that's the only way we can survive. That's the only way we can get better is if we be helpers one to another. Because I may have a product or something that you can use today, and and if I help down the line, I might need some help from you, and then mm-hmm. you'll help me, and then we'll help the next person, mm-hmm. and then you know that just helpers one to another. Well, you remind me of that song "Lean on Me" by um yeah, on uh, what is his name? I'm a little nervous, but I can't remember his name for West Virginia, the singer who. Sing that song, Lean On Me. But that's the, the, the yeah. that he's talking about, you know, one day I'll help you and you might need me and we all, you know. So it's great yes. that your community, Buffalo, what is the mantra for Buffalo? I know you guys have a beautiful uh, motto in Buffalo, the, the, the city of neighbors or something. Uh, yes, we're the city of good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And before we go uh, tell us a little bit about the history of your family, how you guys arrived from arrived to Buffalo, the Beckhams and your grandparents. Brown and O'Neill. I got married into the Beckham family. But okay. my grandparents came from the south, both of them, on both sides. Okay. And they both, it's funny, because they both um, ended up moving to Buffalo. And then my father and my mother were born. My mother was born actually in Olean, but that's Olean, New York. But um, my father, I think, was born here. And um, my grandparents, when they came, they started up State Tabernacle. Like I said, they had a storefront church. And then from the storefront church, they purchased our current edifice. And what they had across the street, they started up a home, a shelter-like, across the street from the church. So this type of ministry has always been in our family, and it seemed like it lay dormant for a moment. And that's all it was, it seems like, now, a moment. But now we're back on the right track, and we're just helping the community and what we want to do is end hunger one plate at a time. You know, I can't say that because we opened up this soup kitchen, it's going to be the end all. But mm-hmm. if we can feed one child, if we can feed one adult, if we can feed one senior, anybody we feed is a blessing. Anyone we can help is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this has been a very inspirational conversation. Um, 
I hope that uh, you get the kitchen equipment, the commercial um, kitchen equipment that you um, so desire. And um, I will be in touch with you. And as you expand and things change, um, please let me know so that I can um, put you on my radio show again and and we can stay abreast of what's happening at the Plate of Love. Yes, and again, if you don't mind, can I just give our information one more time? We're Cold Spring, just like when it's cold outside, Cold Spring Community Foundation, 234 Glenwood Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14208. All right. Okay. So, again, thank you for everything, Ms. Penny, and I will be in touch with you for sure, and I look forward to talking to you. And I ask anyone who is listening to please send um, some donations um, in honor of the recent massacre that Buffalo experienced and because Ms. is doing the great work at least for nine years. We want to keep her... um, inspired and encouraged, and the best way to encourage her is by action, and that is not just words, but by action. So if you can find some way to send her um, some money, money through, do you, do you use the um, the apps? Do you take donations via the apps? Yes, we, um, we do have a cash app. If okay. somebody wants a cash app, it's dollar sign, code spring community cold c-o-l-d spring community okay we should have said it at the beginning okay yes okay and if they want to send a check they can send check cold spring community foundation and also when you mentioned the tops the chops massacre shooting one Mm -hmm. of the victims was deacon um uh patterson Haywood Patterson, and he was a member of our church. And not only was he a member of our church, he was also a volunteer at the Plate of Love. Yes, yes. I read that, and I read your comments about him. Um, and I, I put it in the a body of the show. You were saying how he, was in, he would encourage people who were standing online waiting for their food. So he seems yeah. like a nice person. Um, Very. Yeah. Yeah. So um, hopefully your spirit, that massacre, will um, allow people like you some of the acknowledgement and because you help us get through that massacre, you know, knowing that it was people like you and so many of the victims were doing the right thing and um encouraging each other and, you know, volunteering, being civic-minded people. Um, It just really shows that Buffalo is the place of good neighbors, and America needs to learn more about people like you and your community and learn how to be more like you guys. Thank you. Yeah, so that's why I'm doing this show, and I want to really focus on Buffalo and the good neighbors um, so that we can learn. We need to learn. Yeah how to be better people, and you guys um, are doing an exceptional job. So, again, thank you, and I will be in touch. Um, You will be our ambassador for what it looks like, how how to 
operate a kitchen, a pantry, and yeah. um, and I, I just hope that we multiply what you're yeah. doing. Okay, so try to find a little song here for our outro, and um, I hope this one will do. Well, let's see. Let's see if you like this one, and we'll leave out on this note. Thanks so much, Miss Penny. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.